chaos is everywhere. Well, there, there I am. You're having a bunch of weird static noises. I'm here. All right. Don't sound too excited. I'm good. Everything's fine. This is episode 10, right? I'm on the right spot. Yep, episode 10 is called The Negus. Okay, cool. So, yeah. Um, well, I guess I'll talk to you. So, what? I said, you definitely want to make sure you're saying that clearly. Don't want to mumble that word. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, I never thought about it before. Anyway, so this is episode 10, and it is um, Chaos, the Final Frontier. Welcome, everybody. I think we might even have some new listeners, so welcome anybody that's checking us out for the first time. So, hey, this is what you signed up for. And I hope you enjoyed our new theme song, which uh, I'm going to give a shout-out this week at the very beginning to uh, Eric Bowman, who is just a guy nice enough on the Internet to make us a theme song, because I asked. So, woo! Woo! Actually, I haven't had a chance to ask you, what did you think of the song? Uh, it was pretty good. Right? Like, yeah. pretty awesome. Pretty, uh, pretty alright, I do say. Especially because all I did was give him the name of the show and say, I think like an 80s type theme, like kind of 80s <laughs> rock theme. Yeah. That's what he came up with, so. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. I like it. He's much smarter and better at stuff than we are, and thank God he took my uh, pleas for help. So there we go. We got a theme song. Woo! Woo! All right. Um, so yeah, I think we can just get into this episode. Uh, so yeah, it's season one, episode 10, called The Negus, and um, I'm at zero. Are you at zero? Yes, sir. All right, and we're going to hit play in three, two, one, play. Jeez. Oh, sorry. Wrong thing. Oh. <laughs> uh, and there's the space station, because there's always the space station. Space, where everyone can hear you stream. Because we're on a oh. fucking stage and we're close together. <laughs> I wonder, I'm honestly going to be curious if you, because without his voice, I'm wondering if you're going to be able to tell who this is. Like, the guy that plays the Negus is like an actor. Obviously, it's Mel Brooks' yogurt. That would be awesome. <laughs> It's actually not far off from the way the character kind of plays off to the, the whole series. So, what is this guy doing? What's uh, not even guy? What is this child doing? What children are always doing? Trying to find their shoes. Oh. Oh, going to the gratitude festival, where a young Bajoran man can become a, or damn it, I was gonna say a young Bajoran lad can become a man. Uh, I was I was making a sex joke. It did not work. Three whole damn days. Three whole days. I just realized something funny. So he asked the replicator for orange juice, but instead of spending the money on like the um like the effect, you know, to show the stuff appearing in the replicator, it was just sitting there for him already. So 
So I just, like, in my head, imagine a stage hand just running on screen, putting the orange juice there and running back. Uh, I just want that to be how that happened. No, it was my friend. He never betrayed me. God. Is parenting ever going to get any easier? Yeah, right? Jesus. On the positive note, now he gets to hang out with Major Kira one-on-one. As everybody wants to do. Exactly. You can tell she's a lot of fun. Well, she also thinks of him as part of her religion, which always makes it awkward to hang out with somebody. As someone that's been in several cults, I can tell you, just so awkward. (laughs) Once you have their money, you can never give it back. I believe that's one of the rules of acquisition. Mm-hmm. I believe there's it's actually, one of the rules. Well, there's actually um, if you the Ferengi side is ruled by like a vague number of rules called the rules of acquisition. And if you go online, because Star Trek nerds are like this, you can actually read all the rules of acquisition and what they say. Two of my favorites are uh, "war is good for business," and then the next one is "peace is good for business." Oh, look at the weird fish skeleton. Huh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a good one. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It's me, Yogurt. <laughs> like, if you could hear his voice when he does speak, you would immediately know who that is. But because of all that makeup, I'm going to be really surprised if you can guess it. I will tell you by the end of the episode who it is. <laughs> he doesn't actually speak for a while in this episode anyway, but it's, it is really funny who it is. Oh, wow. Maybe don't say that in front of him. Seriously, what? (laughs) Oh. Gotta try all five. At the same time. Don't know how that works. Yeah. I just realized I don't know exactly, like, he's clearly the most important Ferengi in their society, but I'm not 100% sure on what the Grand Negus is exactly. If he's like a president or if he just simply is like the leader of their business. I think they always mm. talk about him like he's like the head, like the leader of like Ferengi's business and because Ferengi's are obsessed with money, that's the most important thing. But I don't think it's like an elective thing or anything like that. 
So I just want to break that down for any of the people that aren't cool like me that spent the 90s watching Star Trek. Yeah, well. <laughs> oh, and just while we're watching the space station, this is another week that uh, Mr. Scruffy has decided to join us here on the podcast. Will Scruffington. Yeah, he has a chair. Maximus. He's a Caesar. He's such a cute little dog. But he's asleep. I wonder if um, Chief O'Brien is back yet. I don't know, man. Kind it's been of, what, like two, three episodes? Two episodes, I think? Yeah, it's been like two or three at this point. And this is a cork-heavy episode, so I don't think we there's a nece- necessarily you have to have Chief O'Brien. Yeah. I will just have to wait and see. I just I miss him so much. Nah, because you're wrong. Probably. I don't, like, I don't hate. I don't really hate him. I'm just like meh. I know this is a year of like fifth or sixth watch through of the whole series, but man, you need to learn to love all these characters. There he is. Woo! Hey, he's back. Oh, thank God. Also, this is one What's of the. What's he things. doing? Well, is he supposed to be teaching? Yeah, they're about to get into it, but basically, he's filling in for his wife. <laughs> Only have two more weeks. Oh, never mind. Okay. Oh, that's a long time. Yeah, especially for somebody that didn't want to be the teacher. Yeah. I feel like she, like, barely did this before she left, too. It's like, this is really important to me. I really want this classroom filled with all these kids to give them something to do. Right. And then it felt like two days later, she was like, deuces, bitches, I'm out. Yeah, I don't remember the exact reason they give for her being there. Because like, her and O'Brien are both supposed to be on Earth for, like, the last few weeks. That's where they've been. But I don't know what the reason she's not there now is. Um. But actually, it's funny because, yeah, as much as she doesn't show up that often in the classroom, even though she made a big deal of it, it becomes a big part of the season finale, the school and all that stuff. But we'll get there in, like, nine more episodes. So, uh, and Ooh. 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 Sir, that was, that was alienist, sir. That was alienist. <laughs> What are you doing? You're bringing him into this? Poor kid. Now he's going to lie for you? Yeah, pretty much. Humans tend to believe humans because they're not alienists. Didn't you ever bring a friend into school into your lie about your homework? No. Probably why also, <laughs> why is a mechanic teaching that class? Just because his wife is the teacher? Yeah. Like, that makes no sense. Well, I mean, he's a future mechanic, so he knows a lot more stuff than we do. I mean, kind of. Ugh. Yeah, the school stops being a uh, 
a major plot point after this season because I think honestly it just doesn't make much sense. I think the idea was sort of be like a you know how like if you watch a little house in the prairie, like it was supposed to be that kind of school type of idea, but it just never really worked. Yeah. Like I said, it does have one more big story plot to do at the end of the season, so there's that. So it sets up like one of the big villains of the whole series, really. It has to do her first appearances in the, in that episode with the school. Hey, he's back. <laughs> How school? I mean, at this point, point, the computer's so good, they basically just needed Monkey there to press the button. Uh oh. Come on. You can't choose your kid's friends. If I were, if you were my kid, I'd find him a better friend. Like, you have a choice? Well, to be fair to Chief O'Brien, when the kid is like the age of his daughter, you kind of do, because they're just friends with whoever you have to put them in a room with. But when you get to be Jake's age, it gets a little more difficult. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You tell him about time, man. Mm, grubs. Yeah. Your daughter's three. Obviously, you can choose her stuff. When she's a teenager, good fucking luck. Gotta love a good old fashioned food tasting. Yeah, right. I don't think I'm against eating bugs, but it's not a high on my to do list. Not Barbo, not that douchebag. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he just got out of prison, of course. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> uh, like 
Oh, it's so much fun. Never let family stand in the way of opportunity. <laughs> so basically, we're um, watching the Frangis have dinner. The Negus is complimenting Quark a lot about his business acumen. That's what we're watching. If you're not watching along with us, but I hope you are. Cause it's a fun episode. I love that he he had the ears, the instincts to know. Yep, that's what the friend you say when you're good at business. You have the lobes for business because everything's about the damn ears. Uh oh. Was kind of forced upon him, if we're being honest. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Go to your room and no study. Isn't he Quark's kid? No, uh, he's Ron's kid, so he's Quark's nephew. Oh. This whole time I thought he was Quark's kid. Yeah. That's what it seemed like. Oh, he, yeah, he's Quark's nephew. I mean, so yeah. But yeah, it's an easy mistake to make because they do always spend time together. Huh. Honestly, they, when they first introduced uh, Nog, I don't even think they had an idea of who his father was going to be. It was only later that they um, got Ron on the show at all. The future is now, now, now. Not the Gamma Quadrant. I mean, it's kind of what this whole show is about, really, if you break it down. Man. <laughs> Never would have guessed. That's the third Ferengi ship. So many Ferengi ships. This is like Chris. He don't trust no Ferengi. Why would you? Mm-hmm. Exactly. They were supposed to be the big bad guys of the original Star Trek The Next Generation. Actually, have I told you that story? Or did I tell you did that story on the, the pilot episode that you weren't a part of? Of how... Uh, I don't know. Well, okay, so the guy that plays Quark was actually in the original episode that introduced the Ferengi, like back in the 80s on Next Generation. And the way that they played the Ferengi in that episode was really weird. It was a lot like they were cavemen. It was very, it was stupid. It just didn't work. And actually kind of ruined the Ferengi in general because they were supposed to be like the new Klingons for Next Generation. They were what Gene Roddenberry wanted the bad guys to be. But after that, nobody took them seriously on the show until you get to Deep Space Nine, and where the guy that kind of ruined it, he said he hoped that he did a good job on Deep Space Nine kind of redeeming the Ferengi, because he kind of ruined it the first <laughs> time. So, 
I think he does. Like they never become the big bad guys that you would expect like a Klingon to be, but they definitely they're much more entertaining and you know well remembered now. So anyway, back to this big meeting being called by the Negus. This is gonna be quite the meeting. <laughs> hey Nog, what's up? Hey Nog, what up, bro Henry? It's real cool. Sit and watch stuff. It's true, he doesn't belong there. No, he doesn't. I mean, he does, but no, he doesn't. Like, there's so much that I want, I'm trying to hold back because there's so much about where his character goes that you're not going to believe. Like, you, you, like if I told you, you'd be like, "No, that doesn't make any sense." But it's exactly where his character goes. He has like a full character arc that's just like completely out of left field. At this point in the show, you don't even realize it's going to happen. Hmm. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be vague on purpose, but I don't want to ruin it for other people. But that's how my brain works. So if something gets stuck in my head, I gotta say something. Absolutely. <laughs> I like how they're like banging on the table and stuff for a celebration. How do, you, how, how do you like show your meeting acumen? Uh, I usually just like snap my fingers, like snap, 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 snap. snap. It's like the South Park, you know, at all of my business meetings. <laughs> It's like the South Park version of Rabble. Rabble! Rabble, Rabble, Rabble! Oh, how are the Ferengi not to be trusted? I mean, didn't they just talk about selling defective warp drives? Seriously. <laughs> like five seconds ago? Such potential. It is quite staggering. <laughs> I feel like that. Jesus. Oh. Yeah, and then once we're like spend about a hundred years getting our reputation ruined there. We'll go to a different quadrant of the galaxy and do it all over again. Rutro. <laughs> I'm not as greedy as I used to be. <laughs> I like it. Like, that amount of Ferengi makeup to get the niggas to look that old, like, the makeup to be a Ferengi looks like it's annoying to begin with, and then you add the makeup to look that old, it's like, oh my god. I know where this is going. I, oh, man. I can tell these guys are not going to be happy. I knew it. <laughs> oh, I saw coming. Rabble! Rabble, rabble! 
The nigga's son literally just said, he took my jig. <laughs> I know you'll do a wonderful job, as literally all the major people just left in a fucking rage. <laughs> How do you think you're going to be like, it's cool getting like a promotion like that, I guess, to be like the leader of right. this thing. But how the hell do you think you're going to get those people to agree to it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, that's, that's sort of the friendly thing. It's like, he doesn't like, they never think about the fact that it's a horrible idea, but the amount of money that he can make doing that is like, Oh yeah, I'll definitely do that. Cisco's such a good dad. Because even though at this point he hates Nog, he's like, you can still hang out with him after school. Right? You're the one always saying that we should make friends with other cultures. Are they, though? Honestly? Are they really that different? There's actually a really cool speech, which we'll cover in a few seasons when we get there that Quark gives about how um, his species is actually better than humans because he, like he says, yes, Ferengis are greedy. They love, they have, um, you know, like they love money and humans see a lot of themselves in the past like that. But it, apparently in Ferengi history, there's no slavery. There's no genocide. So they're actually better than humans. It's a really cool speech and we'll get to it in like a few seasons. Huh. But I love that idea of like, yeah, they're a greedy species, but let's just say they've never had slavery. Does that make them better? Probably. Interesting. But, which is also interesting. Yeah, they're talking about killing this guy out of jealousy. Right. So, but at least they won't sell him into slavery. <laughs> yeah. I wonder who has that stick. I wonder if it got sold at that giant Star Trek auction or if just somebody on the cast just took it one day. <laughs> Something tells me he's not gonna be he's not still gonna be Grand Negus by the end of this episode. I mean, why would you think that? He's clearly gonna leave the space station and go and be on Frankie Franganar every episode. Oh. The shooting harmonies. <laughs> I mean, I feel like for a retiree, he has his mind yeah. in the right place. Whatever you, whatever you say about the Frankie, you know how to have a good time. Could be a lot nicer to the women, but other than that, they know how to have a good time. Oh no! Oh 
know. <laughs> so I don't know if they get into it in this episode, but eventually they talk about the species that that big guy is. And um, they like they hire themselves out as bodyguards to one person, but they take a vow to never speak to anybody other than the person that hired I don't know if that's mm-hmm. talked about in this episode or not. It might be a later episode when we see another one of them. But it's a very interesting idea. Oh, this might be the first time they ever bring this up. Those little discs of green powder are actually the body of the Nagus that have been uh, like basically burnt up and then vacuum sealed, and then they sell them for profit. So you like own a piece of the famous Ferengi. Jesus, he just screwed himself. Oh. He died of old age. How, like, what? Oh, yep. Here we go. It's going to be kind of hard to examine the body. I would say this is weird, but people own pieces of the saints. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's definitely not that far out of like no, place or anything. Like, I could definitely see it happening. It's macabre, but I could definitely see enough famous people selling their bodies or selling like stuff like that to the people. Oh, you quiet down over there, Scruff. You're still the cutest little doggy in the whole wide world. Best friends? That's not how two teenagers talk, by the way. Like, come on. What? What's kidding you? I know. My father says we can't talk yeah. about anything. My father says that, too. You want to still be friends? <laughs> oh. No. There was something more along the lines of, hey, fuckface, what the fuck was yesterday about? Yeah, fuck you. You want to go see some tits? <laughs> yeah. They live in the 24th century. God, values are different. <laughs> I'm sure as soon as, as soon as they got off screen, they talked about tits. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ooh, piece of candy. <laughs> Whoa, wow. <laughs> Who would have thought? Someone tried to kill him. I mean, they're all happy that he got the job. Yeah.
Very deadly. Very accurate. Hey, don't shoot up. Yeah, it's time to have a little chat. Oh, look at that. They really are friends running around and laughing together. Some boobs. Like any two teenagers would, question mark? <laughs> I, I, like, I can't give you a better reason that they're in the 24th century for, like, on-screen reason. But the real reason, it's a primetime show in the 90s, so teenagers can't talk like teenagers really do. That's just how it works. Although now that you point out, I can't stop thinking about the fact that Jake is 14 and Nog is actually, I think, like 16. They should be trying to steal a shuttle and go to Ryza. Huh. None of your Come concern. on, Quark. I mean, would Odo actively try to kill you? No. But he's kind of duty-bound to save you. Like, I'm sure he'll do 75% of his best job. Dun-dun-dun. Huh, interesting. Oh no, very odd. He loves his own shoes. He really does. Jesus, he's drinking it literally every time you see him. Oh. Got kind of busy doing Stuff. I also want to point out. Well, you know, there's this Klingon chick. I just, uh, I just had to get oh, my hands on. Oh. I also have to point out if I could pick out one piece of Star Trek technology to make real, it'd be the replicator. How awesome would be just to go to a hole in the wall and be like, I don't know, like cake, and there would be cake. I love cake. Sorry. Good for you. It's like the Godfather. Since the hall to the gammas. Where did he get the pet thing to be like the Godfather? Seriously. That's the first and last time we've seen this weird mole rat. I can guarantee you'll never see it again. Also, I know the reason, and I and I applaud them for the Godfather reference. I really do. But what would be the actual reason for having weird blinders on your space? Port. There's no sun out there. Mm. Well, they're you know it's far away. <laughs> yeah. 
That's fair. Oh my god, he's so full. I mean, it makes sense because of the character, but like, Jesus Christ. So fucking full of himself. The dude just had, was like, had his life threatened. Yeah, which is a good thing. Uh oh, right. Yeah, so for those of you keeping score, it was the son of the last Angus and Rom that tried to kill Quark. Yep. Oh, Frankie. So. I mean, never, never let family nope. get in the way of business. That's one of the rules of acquisition. That's number six, I believe. Yep, that's what they said. Uh, they're actually, I will give them credit for this. I've looked it up before. I think they're really consistent in that they do just sort of give you random numbers whenever they talk about the rules of acquisition, but I don't think they ever repeat themselves. They're always different numbers. Which is just, you know, that's good writing, like to keep track of which number you randomly said in an episode. Wow. I mean, Pepper, hey, just, just accepted the fact, you know, just so you know, I'm going to give you advice, but I was a really fucking horrible parent. Five I'm times. Both, both genders. Go failed. Ahead. I'll give you some advice. <laughs> That's part of his character that I haven't really worked out yet, but the reason she looks so, um, like, enamored is because he is a really good cook. Um, his his dad um, owns mm. like a legit restaurant in New Orleans as a character. And like, so he's really good at cooking food. And that comes up a lot. Oh, I see what they're doing. Oh, That's so nice. I don't see why he couldn't tell his dad about this. Because though. then his dad could get suspicious and be a sneaky sneak. God. I hope he doesn't actually, I hope they don't actually see him. I hope he just like sees them and just walks away or something. Okay, good. We're going to be best buds forever. It's like the fox and the hound. (laughs) Yes, yes, he does want to strangle you. He's just not very good at it. Yeah. Oh. 
Jesus. That's how it's meant to be. Uh, Quark is supposed to have so much, and Rom is supposed to have so little. Very stealthy, oh no. Uh oh. May I say, niggas, that my father, blah, 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 just have a murderer <laughs> on each shoulder, that's fine. This can't possibly be a trap. Seriously. Like, Quark is not the best Ferengi, because I feel like any Ferengi that could actually get that job would spec the trap. Like, how did the former leader actually think he was meant for oh, this? We'll there. That will be explained in some great detail. That cost about $15,000 mm. right there, that shot. <laughs> Every penny. Worth. Such a good Scruffy. What do you think, Scruffy? Okay. Scruffy! Scruffy, I miss you! He's not feeling well lately. He's had allergic reactions. He's been itching himself too much. Oh, you're boned. <laughs> Sorry, that, I just wish that was a line in the show. How did he really, like... He's, he's not oh very good God. at this. <laughs> Part of it's that he's too decent of a person. If he was more devious, he'd make more money. He'd also not be as fun to watch. Yeah. Rom's really not thinking this through because, like, even if he gets the bar, the Federation probably is not going to be like, oh, you killed your brother? That's cool. <gasps> nope. Is he going to do it? Aww. You might say it's inconceivable. That's you died. I saw it happen. Ah, oh, I see. Oh, I love having a server you can use as a walking stick. Uh. 
I mean, yeah, no excuses. Back to your room, boy. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you're not watching along, what the Negus just did was he came, the old Negus came, you know, out of nowhere, and his plan the whole time was to test his son. Basically, he his son should have taken over the bar and then slowly built up power behind the scenes and, you know, taken over once Quark had made everything run smoothly. So he was very disappointed with the whole murder plot. After all, that's not what the Ferengi are known for. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Ooh, a jum jum stick. That is what that candy thing that he is eating is called a jum jum stick. Okay. I'll take your word for it. You really don't want to. <laughs> They're about to go hit on that Vulcan. See? See, I told you. I told you they're still teenagers, and they still talk about boobs. It's just they do it off camera. <laughs> What's that all about? That's they, embarrassing. They do have a... Yeah. Quit touching me, old man. They do have a father-son relationship that only works on TV. Like That's just how a teenage boy you know, hangs out with his father. Okay, so there's that. What a uh, so what did you think of the first Frankie-centric episode? I gotta say, it was interesting. Um, I I was kind of, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I'm kind of disappointed in, uh, in, in Quark. Like, that he didn't figure out that he was... I don't know. Like, I, mean, I guess I thought he was smarter. No, he... Yeah, he's not that good at perceiving a trap most of the time, which is why he's the good comedy foil. But also, the reason I said Inconceivable right there is because that is actually the same guy. Like, the guy from Princess Bride is the guy that plays Zach in all these episodes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 if okay. you could hear his That's voice, it gets figured. away right away. But if you don't hear his voice, it's yeah, that makeup just covers everything up. But um, yeah. yeah, so I'm happy that episode. Like I, I'll, I'm gonna admit something. I don't mind the Frankie episode, but if I'm just watching over Star Trek Deep Space Nine just for the fun of it, I usually skip over most of the Frankie episodes because while they're entertaining, they don't have a lot to do with like the main story of like the overall, you know the war and all that other stuff that's going to happen. So you can usually just skip past their episodes. But it's going to be fun to watch them because uh, I've see seen it. a bunch of them. So it'll be fun to watch them again. 
That makes sense. Yeah, the next one is one. Um, it's going to be another one that Quirk's going to be involved in. Um, but I, like I said, it's an episode I definitely skip over. So I don't know what it's actually about. It's I guess he's um, there's a goblet involved, and an alien shows up and says it's his goblet. So I don't know what that means. We're just going to find out. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, right, the right, goblet right, of fire. I'm right, right in the chamber of secrets. Um, so yeah, I yep. think that's um, good for this one, uh, this episode. So I'll, I'll just do all the stuff. You can follow me on Twitter at LastKillChris1. You can follow the show at Chaos Everywhere on Facebook and write the show at ChaosPodShow at gmail.com. And yeah, last night, like literally last night as we're recording, I just saw a huge uptick in like a bunch of different plays over one night, like more than we've had, I think, in a single week almost at, at certain points. So it was really nice. Woo! Yeah. That's awesome. Anybody's Thank you, everybody. Welcome. Woo! To everyone that's Let's still go. around, hey, thanks a lot for sticking around, and we're going to keep doing this. And um, our next show is actually going to be our uh, second part of Vader. We're going to do Vader in Japan. So that'll be cool. Right. Woo! Vader does Japan. Yeah, that's going to be a great theme song for that. Anyway. Uh, all right. And then, <laughs> just going to be me repeating that over and over and over again for like a minute you know what? and a half. I will let you do that. Like before we record tomorrow, I'll let you sit there for a minute and a half and just, if you want to make up a Vader Does Japan song, that can be the intro to our episode right there. <laughs> sure, right. why not? I think right now we're going to record a bonus. Set. Well, not a bonus. It's a bank episode probably for sometime around Christmas time just because I'm way my work schedule works out. So we'll do that, and we'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> Woo! All right. Woo!